And hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Reaching and Teaching Podcast presented by CEI Esports. I'm your host, Robinson. I'm obviously joined by my co-host, Johnny. We have another special guest from the NBA 2K League. He is a head yes. coach of Kingsguard Game. We have Dell, a.k.a. DJ, laying in the building. What Woo! is up? Tap it up, baby. Tap it up. Sir, how's it going, fellas? Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming along. As representing, you got the Sacramento hat, the sweat. <laughs> yeah, is ready and going. I love, I love the background you got too. What we got in the background? Let me see. Let me see what you got going on over there. Just a little home office, nothing too crazy. Okay, 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 okay. All right. Uh, so let, let's get started. Uh, so how how did you get into esports and and, and what got into to basketball and two K? Obviously. Yeah. Um, obviously. Um, you know, it was kind of it was kind of crazy, and it kind of happened out of nowhere. To be honest with you, man. Um, I've been a basketball guy my entire life, and uh, when the 2K League got announced, uh, I was heavily in kind of like the competitive 2K scene. I was playing a lot. Um, all my friends online played, having late 3 a.m., 4 a.m. nights playing the game, you know, uh, really on a 2K grind um, because I had kind of stopped um, playing collegially. I was more into uh, doing the coaching thing, so I had more time in my hands to kind of play the game. And uh, when they announced that league, I knew right right from the jump, I was like, man, basketball and, and 2K video games, two of my favorite things, things that I've been doing for as long as I can remember. Um, I have to find a way to get in, whether it's a player, a coach, GM, whatever the case may be. Um, so once they announced that, man, I was I was all in. I, I was doing whatever I can, building my resume up to, to put myself in the best position to uh, get involved with it. Talk about the process of you building up your resume, getting the gig of being the head coach for Kingsguard Gaming. Uh, like I said, I had played high school basketball, I played college basketball, um, and when I kind of hung that up um, and decided just to go full in on coaching, um, you know, I had to I had to get my feet wet. You know, I started coaching summer leagues, started coaching you know young AAU teams, um, really in that grind. You know, not play, not with the best players. You know, really developmental teams, taking a lot of L's. Um, <laughs> learning you know just learning my coaching style and the best way to talk to you know help kids and help that younger generation and just slowly build my coaching resume up and uh you know the first year of the 2k league i went in i tried as a player i'm not gonna lie to you i, I tried to get in as a player mm -hmm. where my heart was at at the time um you know I, I had a good little combine i had you know i had success in the competitive scene but you know it, it didn't work out and i was cool with that but i was like okay well you know, I've been coaching for seven years now. Um, this is my third year in the 2K season. But that first year, I was like, okay, I have a solid coaching resume. I know the game 2K-wise better than I think, you know, most out there than than a than a normal person, I feel like, um, having had so much experience playing. So I was like, you know what, let's just go in. I, I started cold calling, cold emailing uh, NBA teams, uh, asking about if they had positions open. Um, I got denied by a lot. I had an interview with a few, um, and Sacramento was just one that hit. Um, it worked out, and now now look at us three years later. So, <laughs> um, so talk about you, you touched upon that collegiately you were in the, already in the coaching um, ranks almost, and so you had stopped playing. So talk about kind of like that journey or transition from you being a player uh, on your collegiate team to then transitioning to being a coach, and then kind of going uh, from there. Yeah, um, I kind of saw it coming. Um, you know, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I'm wasn't D1 athlete. I was the best player in the world. But as I was playing, I always felt, I always felt like an on-court coach type of player, like almost like a, 
almost like a Rondo type, you know, where mm. you open him directing, you see him coaching, you see him communicating. Although he's not running and dunking on people or shooting logo threes like her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's making himself effective by doing other yeah. things. And I kind of compared myself to that. I was like, man, you know, I, I don't know how much I want to play. I, I kind of like this coaching thing a little bit more. So, you know, when I decided to stop playing, I just I just went straight into it, man. Um, and it's been great so far. You know, I've, I've got a, you know, in my young career of coaching, I, I feel like I've advanced pretty fastly. I got a head coaching mm-hmm. job um, at, a, at a high school, like two years in of me doing it um mm-hmm. yeah, it's been it's been a good experience so far so kind of continue on with the path uh, for, from your start here your early beginnings anyway faith west faith west academy right so you coach aau there so talk about just kind of like your experiences there at that stop and if you kind of grasp any lessons from that that kind of help you today and what are some of the similarities and differences from coaching i guess in real life right as opposed to esports Right. Uh, yeah, I'm actually I have a game tonight. As soon as I get off the call, with you, hey. <laughs> as soon as I get off this call, I'm changing. I'm driving down to the school. We, we got an away game district game tonight. Um, but yeah, that experience with them has been great. That's really where I've kind of because it was just purely AAU for me before that, before coaching high school. Um, and, you know, AAU is a little bit different than a high school. High school yeah. is more um, on a professional side. You got a whole high school behind you. You got, you know, there's things you got to do, certain things. AU is kind of, you know, free reign. You're driving yourself to the games. You you know, you got parents mm-hmm. taking kids. You, high school, you're responsible for everything. You know, you're driving the bus. You're, you know, making sure kids are on top of their grades. Um, there's so many things that go into it. But, yeah, and I, I would say, like, this process, with at least with Faith West, has, has really taught me a lot in how to handle um, certain situations because I've won, I've lost. Um, you know, I've, I've been through it all in these three years of coaching varsity, um, high school, and it's, it, it allowed me to carry that over to the 2k world. And it, as far as differences and, and similarities, um, honestly, there's a lot of both. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's really similar and I wouldn't say it's that far apart. It's kind of in a middle, a middle mm-hmm. ground where you kind of, you know, the X's and O's part of it. I would say is probably the biggest difference because you're a little limited on, on 2k in the video game. Um, There's only so much you can do. You you don't see us running, you know, all kinds of sets and plays. (laughs) Um, It's more pick and roll based. Mm -hmm. Um, There is some strategic stuff you can do, but you know, my high school, I got a playbook of like 45 plays that we go over (laughs) and practice and like different defensive schemes. and, And that that's probably the only thing that doesn't carry over. Um, but everything else carries over. Um, you got to have team chemistry. You got to have team bonding. You got to have roles. You got to know how to coach certain players. And I'm not dealing with high school kids. I'm dealing with there's a guy on my team that's my age. <laughs> so um, it's not like it's a different like there's still a respect factor. But I'm talking to you're a grown man. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to do certain things that I would at, as my high school, like my high school teams, you know. So um, there's a little bit of both. I have, a, I have a cool question. Like, if you said you want to be a player, but you're a coach, is is there any possibility? I don't know if you know that. Is there any possibility of, of a player coach type of thing in the NBA 2K, like where you could be a coach and a player at the same time? Mm, there hasn't been. There's been some players who have quit playing and got into coaching, and there's been some coaches that quit coaching and got into playing. Interesting. Um, 
but there hasn't been like a guy who's done both. And I'm definitely not going to be that guy. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm retired. I don't even really play 2K. I haven't played 2K on, on this, on this one, the new one yet. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been really just locked in on trying to win a championship in Sacramento. That's my goal. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, no player, okay. no player, uh, coach for me, just straight. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's get into it. You guys finished 11 and five, but you guys eventually fell to the wizards, uh, the championship. Just tell us, tell us what happened. You guys went rent, rent until the eventual champions and they have a, they have a stacked team offensively. So what, what went down there? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been two years in a row where we've lost in the first round to the eventual champions, man. It's sickening, but I guess you can, there's a, there's a counter to that. At least we lost to the best team, right? Yeah. Cause season two, my first year, we lost to the T wolves. They ended up winning the championship. And then this year, season three lost to the wizards. Um, the wizards were tough and they got the thing about them is they got hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you look at that in the NBA all the time, right? Like, guys that finished the regular season really well. Like the Heat, perfect example, right? Yep. They got high, perfect time. They, nobody was really talking about them during a regular season. Everybody was talking about the Bucks, number one seed, Giannis, MVP, all this and that, blah, blah, blah. And then the Heat come out and kill them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you can kind of compare it to that. Uh, they got hot at the right time. And you talk about their offense, but, you know, they had, I think it was the number one or two rated defense in the league throughout the entire yeah. season. And, um, you know, <laughs> with a hot offense, with a, with a great point guard and, and, a, and a defense like that, um, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to beat a team like that. And, honestly, we, we played them really well the second game. Uh, but that first game, they came out and they, they kicked our butts, man. And uh, we, had, we had no answer for them. They, they were definitely the better team. No, I was going to say that this is the chemistry, right? Like, I think that, that plays a big part in what you talked about. Um, when you're kind of gelling at that right moment, especially during playoff season, um, it's everything, right? And so if your guys are all soon synced in and and and, and locked in and what they got to do, what their roles are, um, you know, it's pretty hard to be a team like that. And so obviously, you know, they were clicking and, and they led them to a championship. But, you know what I'm saying, for you guys, uh, you know, for you, you guys made some additions, right? And during the offseason, you guys made some couple trades uh, with Mama, I'm That Man, OOC Slim, um, Yusef Scarves and Crush. So just talk about kind of those those guys and some of the accolades that they achieved and uh, what that means for your team going forward. Yeah, uh, we're in a in my in my opinion, we we are in the best position um, in my three years there that we've you know that we've ever been. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that has been lacking with us my first two years was, um, and I wouldn't even say lacking because we we had really good players. Um, but that point guard play in the 2K League is essential for, for success and for winning championships. Um, my first two years, we, we had rookie point guards both years. Uh, we got them in the draft. Um, they both played really well, right? Um, but now we're bringing in a guy who's been at um, my mom, that man. We're bringing him in. Mm-hmm. He's a veteran. He's not a rookie. He's been doing this for four years. MVP. Yeah, he won season two, I think, season two MVP. Season two, yeah. And he just came off, um, I think, second in the league, second or third in the league in scoring, averaging like 33 a game. Um, (laughs) With our our defense that we already have, we kept guys like uh, Yusuf and Crush that are still on our team from from last year who had probably, if not the best, one of the best pick-and-roll kind of defensive combinations in the league. Um, so you mix our top five defense 
and now you bring in season two MVP. Um, I, don't, I don't know what to compare that to in the NBA, but that's like trading for a, a Steph Curry or a Dame Lillard, honestly. Um, so imagine being able to bring that into a team that already has a top-notch defense. Um, I really see no weaknesses right now. We got to fill in some gaps in the draft, but um, bringing in a guy like that is, is going to be huge for our team. So. Yeah, I see. Like, I, I I agree. Like, you have a really great team. Like, Mama Damn First of all, phenomenal name. Phenomenal name. Mama, I'm that man. I, I, I gotta I gotta give props where it is. Like, uh, woof. This, I don't know if you know John. Like, this guy said he, he has the NBA 2K League record in scoring. He scores 70 points in a game. Like, this guy yeah, is a stud. Yeah, he had a 70. I think it was like. Oh, no, he's serious. Yeah, he's just, and then and now you got defensive play, defensive players on. You gotta like, you gotta like where you stand, and I completely agree. Like, I, was, I gotta, they have to. You guys, I'm, I'm assuming you guys are gonna have super high expectations, championship team. But obviously, things will change with the draft. Just talk about one thing that I noticed is you said you were 11 to five last year. You got, you guys lost to the eventual champs in the first year, and you lost in in the previous season. But there's two different seasons because of the pandemic. Just talk about how what what was different for you, and just talk about what you learned from doing it in a pandemic season. Yeah, I, this year, it was, man, it was crazy. It was a lot of ups and downs for sure. Um, and it, as negative as everyone wants to be about it, you know, there was also some small little positives that we could take from it. Uh, for one, obviously, we were still able to do what we love to do. Um, and it helped the league as well. Uh, we were on ESPN. Uh, mm-hmm. ESPN um, I had random people kind of coming up to me and be like, well, not random, but like people I know I don't really talk to. Um, saying, "Hey, like uh, you were you were on the you were on ESPN at the bar, like <laughs> out, out with my family eating, and I saw you. I saw your face and your team at the bar. I was like, okay, that that was kind of the first two years. Um, so viewership uh, was way up because of the pandemic. With no sports, they kind of turned to esports, um, and also the other positive out of it was." Um, we didn't have to travel. Uh, usually every week we're traveling across the country to New York to play our regular season games. And that's a six hour flight. Um, mm. And that's not easy. You know, we leave, we'll leave Sacramento around noon. We get to New York around midnight and, uh, you know, our sleep schedules messed up. Now we're three hours, you know, it just changed overnight. And now, we're not going to sleep till four or five in the morning. And then we got a game at 5 p.m. And it's like, it's all kind of, it can mess with you a little bit mentally. Um, so that was a positive, you know, we got to kind of, we didn't have to travel. We got to rest and, you know, wake up pretty much and, and do what we need to do. Um, so that was a positive. The negatives though, um, pretty much the first half of the season, we had to set up all the players' apartments with computers and like monitors and stuff like that. And, uh, I wasn't able to coach in person. Um, we basically did it through like a Zoom or like a Discord um, with no no cameras or anything. It was just voice. And that was the only way I could talk to my team. And that was the only way my teammates could talk to each other. Um, so you compare that a little bit. And I, I like to compare it to the NBA as much as possible because it, it's pretty similar. Uh, but the bubble, you know, there's no fans. They had yeah. to create. They had to create their own energy. Um, and we had to do the same thing. Uh, all we had, I mean, imagine just sitting in your apartment living room, playing the game for a million dollars, pretty much. That's the prize pool, $1.3 million. Um, 
you have to create your own energy. You're by yourself in a, in a, in a, in your apartment, you know, it's not easy. So I would say that was the biggest negative, you know, trying to get the best internet, you know, trying to do whatever we can to kind of make sure we're at the highest, we're at the most competitive that we can be. Um, Cause they hurt a lot of teams. There were some really good teams that lost a lot of games because maybe their internet wasn't up to par or maybe their state regulations were a little bit more serious. Yeah. Could it play together or whatever the case may be. So uh, it was, it was definitely challenging. That's interesting because like you guys are, you guys are all on different time zones, different areas, just like, wow, you got to keep the communication. I was going to say one positive is at least like when you have those timeouts, you could go hit the fridge, you could get something, you could be in your shorts <laughs> or your, or maybe if the camera's not on, you could be in your boxes, just chilling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big chilling. I was big chilling. I had my socks on. I was, <laughs> but, uh, but um, we were the one thing you said. Everybody in different time zones. We were we were all actually in Sacramento though. Uh, okay. We were all actually in the same apartment complex as well. Oh, were, okay. We were just in different. Um, it was two to an apartment. We have six players, so three apartments, two each. So they they did get to talk to somebody. So we tried to st- strategically put, um. Like for for example, Crush and Yusuf, they played pick and roll together, defense. So communication was, you know, you've got to have communication. So we put them in the same apartment, so they could kind of be close to each other and mm-hmm. talk in person as well, not just on the phone. So there's some little like things that we we tried to do to help us. But that's a, that's an interesting strategy there. Like I think people should more uh, people who are listening from the two K league should maybe take that up. But also another thing is when you hear them throw that control against the wall. They hear all, all that type of stuff. Like it's, it could be it could be crazy. Noise complaints. Noise complaints. I got a call from my boss. He was like, "Hey, uh, whoever's in uh, two hundred five, uh, they're banging on the wall or something." Like I was like, "I'll talk to him. I'll talk." To him. <laughs> a million dollars. You gotta understand. It's a million dollars on the line. You got a little. I mean, money, people man. live there. Don't know that. They just living their lives. They're if like, you tell them, "If you tell them, hey, if you show the control, be like million dollars. You, you can't do this like me. I'm doing it. I have to be like, all right, all right you got it, you got it. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about you. Uh, what else was going on in the offseason? You mentioned the draft, the prospect series. And there's also you got women in development camp uh, for the 2K League. What are, what are some interesting things you've seen there? Yeah, um, I wasn't involved as far as like, I know some coaches were picked to help with that, um, but I was watching it as much as I could. And the biggest take from the from the women's camp is man, they can ball. And, and I've known that because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm heavy on the scouting and I'm heavy on the watching. And I, but seeing them actually play with some of the league players, because usually they're just playing in, you know, offseason competitive tournaments. Um, and then, and they might not be able to play against some of the 2K league guys. Um, but having those guys in the camp with them playing on the same team, playing against them, I think it elevated their play. And that just gave people a taste like, okay, well, if you put her with, you know, some of the guys that are in the league already, they went from like, you know, mid tier to a little bit more on that upper tier side. And and it kind of woke some people up, I think. And, um, I think I, there's a few of them that have a, a, a real strong chance of, of, of getting drafted this year, for sure. Hopefully, hopefully. Because, again, like, it's just representation, right? Like, there's a lot of women balls out there uh, on the sticks who are, are nice. Like, I've, I've played against some. And then, for real, they're serious. And so I think that changing that perception a little bit um, of just kind of having more women gamers out there to kind of showcase that, hey, like, this is attainable for, like, the young girls out there, you know, who grow up and probably, you know, like to play, you know, on online and on 2K. But, you know, that brother is probably taking the controller from them or they're, older cousins, something like that. So um, I think definitely with this draft prospect series, there's a lot of opportunities for these uh, female gamers to come out there and, and uh, showcase what they got and um, get on a lot of teams this year, for sure. 
Yeah, and I and I'll give you an example. Um, I, I, Chiquita season two with the Warriors. She was the only uh, woman um, that that had made a, a roster. And mm-hmm. uh, beginning of the season, uh, we had a training camp with them, and they they drove down to Sacramento. It was like a, like an hour and a half, and they drove down to Sacramento. Their whole team, and we played in person um, in our little practice studio, and. Uh, she got a lot of reps during that time and she was kicking our ass. <laughs> <laughs> she was kicking our butt, man. Uh, she played really well. Um, she was hitting her shots. She was making plays. Um, she didn't get that much burn throughout the season just because the team she was on was, they had top at there. They were just really well put together and, and there just wasn't room, but she, she did play some games, but um if anybody really knows about the 2K League, know that, you know, she, she was getting busy. <laughs> yeah. she, she's got game for sure. And and I know there's I know there's a lot of other people out there that, that can that can play on her level as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, and it's it's shocking. Like there's not a like Johnny you mentioned earlier, representation. Like we've we've Johnny, me and Johnny, like we've gone through stuff we do and some of our lessons we do with um our students for our, our CI program, we've seen that hey these females, like there was articles on, I think it was uh, the Wall Street Journal, I believe. I don't, I don't make, make sure I don't get it wrong, but there was gamers that dedicated their lives and their schedule to making to the 2K League. And then when they were in the draft, they didn't make it. And, and obviously it wasn't, it's not, a, it's not a great experience in not getting drafted. Do you, is it shocking to you there's not enough female representation of the league? And what can you be done about it too? I would say at the beginning, no. Um, but I think the strides that they've made the last few years and the initiative that kind of the 2K League has taken of doing the women's in gaming camp. And last year, I think it was in person and you got to see their personalities on stage and it got to see how they interacted and talked. And it looked like just like anybody on my team right now, like there's mm-hmm. no difference, literally zero difference. Um, so I think with, with those strides they've made um, doing it this year, obviously um, virtually, um, but last year it was in person. Um, they all flew to New York. We had coaches fly to New York and they were on stage getting it in. Like they were, they were playing like it was a normal 2K league game, cameras, all that. And uh, there was really no drop off in, in personality. They were talking across the stage. They were, you know, they were, they were, just, <laughs> they were doing everything the guys do, you know, and, and they were competing. Mm-hmm. At the so um, now with all of this, you know, being brought into kind of the limelight and actually <clears throat> up, it will surprise me. Um, but at the beginning, I, I don't know how much of a thought it was for people until like, you know, they actually made it, you know, they had to kind of get themselves out there a little bit more. Yeah, definitely makes sense. Just you, when it, at the end of the day, you're just going to make sure that women are always involved and that's the most important thing. Um, so obviously when the off season, you mentioned you don't play 2K, you retire from that, uh, and you're obviously coaching. What else, like, what else are you up to in the offseason? Man, honestly, my life right now is pretty repetitive. Um, I won't lie to you. <laughs> Just because of <laughs> I, I'm I'm being disciplined. Um, Texas is kind of open. You know, you can do you could do some stuff if you want to. Some friends promoting clubs. I'm like, no, sir, no. <laughs> um, I'm being disciplined. I'm staying away from, from going out, limiting my restaurant appearances and all that stuff. Um, so honestly, man, my day to day, I can literally tell you right now. I wake up, 
Um, I handle any of my 2K work that I need to, emails, going over what I miss. Because, you know, 2K, they, they play really night, uh, really late. I'm not always watching all, all that. I'll go back in the morning and, and watch what I missed. Um, so I'll do that until about noonish. Man, I'll go to the gym. I've been on a, I've been on like a three month, like really strict, like diet and workout plan and, uh, and you know, trying to improve myself mentally and physically. Um, so I'll go to the gym, do all that. Um, I'll come back, I'll shower, get ready. I'll go to school practice. Um, and if I have a game that night, I'll do that. And then I'll come back and I'll scout some more 2K and I might go to the gym late night and, and do a little bit more. Um, so that's honestly, it's 2K watching it uh, and a little war zone here and there. It ain't hard. Hanging out with some friends here and there. Jim uh, and 2K and, and my Faith West team. Um, that's honestly it, man. It That sounds like all of us. So DJ, <laughs> don't even front because we, me and him, we, we work, you know, whether it's that, play a little 2K, maybe play a little war zone, uh, go meet a friend here and there. But it's, it's repetitive. It's the same thing the last almost about to be 12 months now. So. It is what it is, man. Yeah, you said for everybody, but man, when I tell you, <laughs> I tell you, acting a fool out here, they are. They, <laughs> I've seen clubs packed for little bow wow. Did y'all see that? Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, I see that on I Twitter. Saw that, yeah, but I from saw bow wow though. I was, gonna, I, was, I was gonna say, Bow, I was like, damn, I didn't know we were living in 03 again. I was like, damn, like, let, me, let me get my tank top, let me get my headband, and let me get, let me braid, let me braid my hair. Let's get crazy. No, that's not a, that's not a thing. But like, I, oh, wow. I, I, it's yeah, kind of crazy. But they're risking their life for Bow Wow. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, for Bow Wow. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> tell me if someone extra crazy, like, I right, maybe you get a little pass, but Bow Wow. Come on, man. Like, hey, if I let, saw let that live. I, I, I gotta be, if I saw Chris Martin I, from Coldplay, I had to think about it. I had to think about it. I had to think about it. <laughs> well, maybe get a little VIP section six feet away from somebody. Yeah, else. six feet away. <laughs> just bring my lungs out and lose my voice and cry myself to sleep that night. So, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> but uh, I, have, I have another question. Like with your players, like uh, from your, from your, uh, from, um, I'm forgetting the, the names are slipping off my head. Uh, for Faith West, excuse me. Yeah, do any do any of your players come back and talk to you? Hey, like, they, are they interested in the two K league? Are they like, hey, how can I get better and stuff like that? What do you tell them and what do you tell general players and listeners, especially females, to get involved? How to get into the two K league? Uh, yeah, my players they play, but it's just more like recreational, just for fun. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm I'm at a private school, so a lot of those guys they're really focused on you know their academics and just getting to the you know getting to good D1 universities and doing things like that. So uh, not so much my players, but like anybody that is kind of interested and, and, you know, has a real like love for 2K and has an interest in, in getting to the league. I've had some people like, you know, ask me, hey, what do I need to do, blah, blah, blah. And honestly, man, it, it's literally just like anything else. You know, if you have a goal for something, um, you got to perfect your craft. You got to work at it like every day. Um, these guys play the game, the guys who are in the league and even the guys who are trying to get in the league, um, I would say uh, they play more than, I don't know, six to eight hours a day. Uh, And they're playing, you know, they're not just playing around, having fun. They're playing like competitive games. Like they're, they're like, there's these small outside of like pro-am leagues um, that have prize um, cash prizes and stuff and they're playing in that and they're locked in they're trying to win some some extra money in the off season um so like my biggest advice is just like listen uh, 
see what your goal is, see what you can compare yourself to. Like, for example, a, a D1 player is looking at the, an NBA player mm. trying to trying to measure himself, like how far do I need to get, how much do I need to work on to get to that level? Um, do the same thing. Um, compare your game. It's all, it's all over Twitch, so you have access. You have the same access as I do. Um, you just got to find Twitch, find them, watch them, watch how they communicate, watch how they play. Mm. And, uh, you know, if you work at it, you can get there eventually if you put your mind to it. So, yeah, and definitely try to, you know, like, like what you did, get your foot in the door. Like, don't, don't, don't take your guy, don't take your foot off the gas pedal. Always be on it every day, every day, every day. Uh, what, one last question for me, and then we'll wrap this up. Tell me where the, the, the DJ comes from with DJ Del, uh, Del Lane, because that's her actual name. Where does the DJ come from with your nickname? Y'all didn't, y'all didn't, that wasn't in my notes. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no I, I, maybe, maybe I missed it, but I want to elaborate it on the, the podcast. No, it's okay, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's just my initials, uh, Del Joseph Layton. Joseph's my middle name, and uh, no crazy nickname or anything. It's just a some, I just my parents called me DJ growing up, and uh, for some reason, like around like third grade, the Dell computers were like really popping <laughs> and everybody would like call me they like just say uh you're a computer your name's like a computer or something like that so i was just like i ain't trying to hear all that so i was like <laughs> uh i told my teachers to call me dj and it just it just stuck with me uh but i still use dell in like professional settings and stuff yeah but, yeah um, all my friends and like stuff like that call me dj so okay gotcha no, nice. no, no. Nice. No crazy stuff. <laughs> no, I was just making sure that I was. I was just making sure that I wasn't missing anything tough stuff. I was like, "Whoa, did I miss something?" Yeah. I was like, I kind of I was, uh, I was uh, DJing for Bow Wow the other night. You know? Yeah, oh, I see that. Like, there it goes. I was right? gonna say, well, I might have been it. Like he could have been doing. Might have been the thing going on in Texas. But anyways, uh, so like lastly, uh, we we thank you for coming on the show, DJ Layton. It's been a really, it's really, really been a fun podcast and conversation. Tell the people where they can find you. Uh, yeah, um, I'm pretty active on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, my Twitter is DLay2K, D-L-A-Y-2K. And uh, my IG is DJLayton23. Um, and I keep my DMs open on Twitter. Um, that's really my, like, 2K community Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really like personal stuff on there. I more just kind of keep up with the community. So if anybody has, like, questions about um, about what I do or even if you're aspiring to, to get into the 2K League one day, um, shoot me a DM. I'll see it. I'm not, I'm not Hollywood. Uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> um, as long as you're not asking for like $5,000 in my DMs, I'll, 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 um, if you have any questions, so yeah, y'all can, uh, reach out, reach out there. So. Yeah, definitely. And I, I don't know what the Texas regulations are. I don't know if you guys are having fans in the arena when you guys play your games and all, but if, if, if it's possible, I don't know if it is come on see what's, see what's going on with, uh, with your, mm-hmm. with your team and all that type of stuff. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, we're, I mean, I don't think, because um, we're actually about to, um, we're about to um, relocate back to Sacramento. Okay, uh, okay. I know Cali is shut down still, um, but hopefully the league, maybe at the end of the summer-ish, maybe for playoffs, close to yeah. the end of the year, hopefully we'll be able to, at least with the playoff teams, be able to play in person and play in an arena with, you know, maybe some fans, but I'm not counting on it, you know, just the way this last year has been. I don't expect it. I'm playing like I'm just thinking worst case scenario until all this is done. So hopefully soon. Absolutely. 
Yeah, we need definitely. the fans back. We need that energy back, man. We need it. Yeah, you can learn something from you can learn something from my guy DJ Lance. Guy working with Myers Leonard and Jordan Clarkson, baby. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so definitely if you want to learn out about it, like, definitely hit them up. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the Reaching the Teaching Podcast presented by CIE Sports. DJ, you've been you've been a phenomenal interview. Like yes, absolutely, man. Been really, it's been really fun. Um, if you if you're interested, like you said, check out his social media, learn all about him and all that type of stuff, and also check him out. Check us out, reaching the teaching podcast on social media. We're posting new clips. Tell him how you really feel. It's coming out soon. We got TVTs, a funny, crazy 2K clips of what happened when I'm playing 2K <laughs> and I'm sitting in my boxers at three in the morning doing nothing. Just that type of stuff. So you can feel free to check it out. That's what I encountered. It's a real story. Uh... That'll do it. Thank you again, guys, for listening and stay tuned for more.